As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson. Hey everybody, Civilized Barking, Zach Jackson, Jason Lloyd, inside Burst Energy Stadium, a factory of sadness once again. We're about 90 minutes after. Uh, Daniel Carlson stuck it from 48, uh, Raiders 16, Browns 14. Uh, Prefer calls timeout, I'm watching him, Jason, on the first one. Split second, you know, last second, um, Ice is the kicker. He later said, you know, something I, I frankly didn't think about. It was more about giving his block team a rest more than anything else. But once that ball snapped back there, what do you think? Any doubt that the guy's making that? No, not with the type of year he's having. Dan is having a great year. And it's just funny to me. I actually walked out of the stadium with him because it was not lost on me that the Vikings traded up, traded two draft picks to move up to take him. And after one bad game, they cut him. And the Raiders pick him up, and who was this, the, Vi- the Viking special team coach at the time? Mike Prefer, and and he just jammed it right up his you know what tonight with that field goal to win it. He, he said no hard feelings, you know. He had one bad game. That's how it goes in the NFL. Uh, but the, it feels like the season ended tonight uh, on that kick. Yeah, and it and it really didn't um, because that's the state of the AFC North. But the Browns went from pretty much being in control of what happens the rest of the way to, to needing help. And uh, I think what you just said there with the start of Carlson's career after he was absolutely unreal in college um, is the theme here, right? You don't know what the opportunity is going to be. I, I, I'm not putting Nick Mullins in Canton. I'm not even putting Nick Mullins um, to ever start a game again. I thought he was fine tonight. I thought he handled himself great. I thought, you know, getting Chubb going was a part of it, but, Browns didn't turn a ball over. The operation seemed clean. The ball came out of his hand, right? Like, he gave a chance. Um, the Browns down 18 active roster players on the COVID list. They had nine guys, including the quarterback, who technically played as COVID list replacements in this game. They were playing a safety, Richard LeCount at the end, who hadn't played defense since five snaps in week one. Um, this is what they were down to. And, frankly, Jason, I when they were – flat and bad and getting dominated early, I thought, well, this is kind of what I expected, right? And for as much as you say kudos to those guys who sparked the comeback and getting them back in. 
they needed to win this game. They didn't, and disappointment lingers about missed opportunities, really in all three phases. Yeah, you know, Prefer said after the game that this is the most down that he's ever seen that locker room, and that's not a good omen when you got to come back Saturday and play the you know a team that's atop the NFC and an MVP candidate, Aaron Rodgers. I just I just think that this is where it could really unravel on them quickly if they're not careful. This is a, a really hard loss to come back from. I think it was Nick Chubb said you'd rather lose by 40 than to lose like this on a last second kick. When it, it you know, after the greedy pick, I know everyone in the stadium felt like the game was won. Uh, you know, greedy picks off the ball and, and all you need is one first down. You need one first down. You can't get it. They don't go for it on fourth down with a chance to put the game away. They kick it away. You can debate that all you want. You can debate the third down play call all you want. There's plenty to debate. Uh, Denzel Ward giving up on the tight end on the Raiders drive coming off the holding penalty and he doesn't really make the tackle we've seen Denzel make some really good tackles the last few weeks didn't there kind of let him go and he get got another seven eight yards on what turned out to be a pretty crucial play so there's a million little things that you could pick at there, there's just like there's a million little reasons why the Browns aren't going to go to the playoffs uh, if it keeps trending this way and uh you know, it, it 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 for Browns fans, this sucks. This this one hurt for players and and fans alike. Yeah, you know, it's what we do. We need to pick one play, right? And, yep. and I think, I think, given that the Raiders were out of timeouts and it was coming to the warning anyway, I think you can fairly be angry with that that last third down call because I think Mullins had played well enough to earn your trust on some sort of rollout with options, right? Um, there. Now, the flip side of that is you want to give the ball to your best player, and your best player clearly yep. tonight was Nick Chubb. Um, whatever's been going on with Nick Chubb in the running game as a whole, because as gifted as he is, it's never about him. I don't know. But in the second half tonight, that was that was Nick Chubb. He finishes through, guys, right? He explodes. Run, runs aren't over, and he's fast. And when you're trying to tackle him in the second half of a game, you're, you're probably saying, holy shit, I cannot believe this guy is this strong, this fast, this big, all of those things. But – from the slow offensive start to the kicker missing a 47-yard field goal by 17 and a half yards to the, def- <laughs> to the defense having its chances, right? There's missed opportunities everywhere. And so I don't think when I sleep on it and when I go back through the stat sheet, Jason, and watch the game again and all of that stuff, you know, there's always things you notice. But I don't think there's going to be one glaring thing or one turning point. I think the Browns are going to say we just – flat out missed chances. The Raiders kept leaving the door open for us and we we nudged it in a few times and especially that like I didn't think that I'll just tell you this, we talked through the whole game. And it's harder when we have to wear masks because the Browns have a COVID breakout. But <laughs> I never thought the the Browns were going to win the game until Greedy picked that ball off. And I saw all the way that Greedy had a beat on the ball. Zay Jones did not. It was a bad decision at the time. And I thought he's gonna pick this and the Browns are going to win. Yeah, I never thought – yeah, and, you know, I mean, let's be honest. The Raiders outplayed the Browns most of this game. You know, I don't I don't think that's that far-fetched to say. And really, you know, Zach, I'll go back to what you and I were talking about. The fake punt when the Raiders converted, you and I both said, well, that was dumb, even though it worked. I didn't like the call. You have full control of the game. You have all the momentum. Just kick it away and play defense. The Browns aren't moving the ball. The Raiders let the Browns back in that game because now, okay, the Raiders convert on the fake punt and then Carr fumbles – and, and we both said all day the only way the Browns win this game is turnovers. And sure enough, 
that was their best chance. Carr on the on the deep interception to Greedy, and then that turnover there. That turnover is what gave the Browns life and, sure. and what let them back in the game because now they've got momentum. Now Nick scores. Now it's a game again where I just thought, boy, that's foolish. Just punt the wall away, pin the Browns deep, and play defense. So you know, as as much as this hurts and as painful as it is, yes, the Browns had it right there. The Raiders outplayed them most of the game. They dominated time possession. You know, Nick Mullins. God bless him. I don't know how much more you could ask for the guy, given, like you said, he had one practice. One practice total. Not this week, all year. He had one practice with this team. And to go 20 or 30, 147 yards and a touchdown, I know people are going to nitpick the third down call. I say all the time there's no such thing as too much chub, so I'm not going to kill him for the call. Sure. To me, it's a call you make thinking you're going to go for it on fourth. It's third and three. Give it to Chubb. Even if he doesn't get it, you expect him to get one or two. So now it puts you in a position – to go for it on fourth down and put the game away. Yeah. They held him for no gain or a loss, and, and then they punted away. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I love what you're saying there. Um, devil's advocate isn't the, isn't the term. Um, I just think the reality is right there in that spot. When you're an interim coach, there is no way you're going for that fourth down. There's just I think that's just a reality more than contrarian opinion, right? I think the options were do what they did and put it, put the ball in the hands of their best player, or let Mullins roll out and, and create, which it, which had happened well, right? Um, I think David Njoku and Harrison Bryant, Njoku more than the other, understood the gravity of this moment for their careers, right? Um, These same three tight ends aren't going to be back next year. So, um, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones, who hurt the Browns repeatedly by not finishing plays, came to life. An offensive line that was pieced together in that one practice. Joel Batonio to left tackle for the first time since college, Right. Michael Dunn in the lineup for the first time since a playoff game when Batonio was out. Blake Hans back to the right side where he was benched two weeks ago, right? Teller off, no practice. Um, yep. So many things. And they played well, Zach. They, they did. Played well. They did. Like yeah. they did. Um, this is this is what's weird about evaluating this. This is an underperforming team, Jason. This is a disappointing team, and this is obviously a disappointing night. Yep. Tonight. Given the circumstances, they did everything but win the damn game. And, and that's the ultimate goal and all that matters. I, I think if this was October, and I know you, some of you guys call me Mr. Negative and you're wrong. I just calls him like I sees him. I'd be sitting here saying this is something you could build on because you had guys step up because you showed guts, because you understood in the fourth quarter that you had to play with urgency and guys had to make plays. And you didn't make them all, but you made a couple. But instead, I'm sitting here thinking about that game in October where they didn't beat Pittsburgh, where they had just as many chances, if not more, tonight to put it away. 
and it played out differently, obviously. Um, but man, you just you have to be sick. everybody and everybody on the roster played guy one through guy sixty. But every guy has to think if one thing goes our way, we win this game despite the slow start, which is a missed opportunity. Despite that awful kick, which is a missed opportunity. Like I think, and then it, like you said, at the end, I mean, Carr's a pro's pro. And he is in clearly in that second tier of quarterbacks. And I think if you're a Browns fan listening, you should when you go to church this week, you should pray for Derek Carr to become available on the trade market. That's a different discussion for a different day. It's not like this was Aaron Rodgers and it was in Tom Brady or it was automatic. Like the Browns had chances to get to stop and then the holding call puts him back there. That's supposed to be your lifeline. Right? And they don't. You like you said, Foster Moreau, who's a third string tight end, runs through you gets those extra yards. Zay Jones is open where he needs to be. They already showed you that's exactly where they were going because they did it on the holding call, the same play, right? Um, and they get it, and they spike it, and Cole's cucumber, they win despite leaving the door cracked five times. And, you know, as the standings go, the, the Browns would have controlled their own destiny, and that's a cliche term, whatever, but they would have been in first by virtue of division record tonight with three games left. And we expect everybody to lose again. So now we're into maybes and probabilities and possibilities and, and all of that stuff. And, and that's part of the game. But um, you're not dead. But, man, you've lost AFC home games because you can't finish. And, and that's that's going to linger. Uh, and it's going to – the story of the year is this team flat out does not score enough points. Yeah, and that was true again tonight. Obviously, different circumstances tonight. And that's why it feels like, you know – it, I, I thought the the season ended with the loss of Baltimore a couple weeks ago. To me, that's when I wrote them off as, okay, this team is not going to the playoffs. And I know everything you're saying is 100% true, and I know mathematically they still have a chance, and I know they're a long field goal away from being in first place tonight. I get that. I just look at this team in front of me and go, this I, nothing about this looks like a playoff team to me. Yeah. But they didn't. to me, they didn't lose the playoffs tonight. They lost the playoffs – you know, at L.A. in the fourth quarter of the Chargers game. They lost the playoffs at home against Pittsburgh. They lost the playoffs week one in Kansas City. That's Those are the games that cost them the playoffs. This was just a, a, a act of nature or whatever you want to deem it this last nine, ten days, an act of God, just the craziness that has befallen the Browns. Uh, you know, you can't look at this as devastating as it is. I don't look at tonight as the reason why they're not, in my mind, they're going to the play, they're not going to the playoffs they're not going to the playoffs because of everything and some of the nonsense that went on, you know, the last three months leading up to this. And the fact that they have five pro bowlers and they're in this position is just absolutely baffling to me. Yeah. The NFL does a lot of things, right. Um, and create, you know, it creates this drama and this buy-in they get in, in all of this, um, thinking people care about the pro bowl. is not one of them, but, but yeah, you're right. I, I think, just to go a little bit big picture here, because there's only so much we can say about this game. This team has underperformed. This team has disappointed. And although tonight was totally different, and it almost feels like an old-school Browns moral victory, the fact is it's not. And, and you, you went from putting yourself in 70-ish percent chance to make the playoffs, despite how bad you've been all year, to now probably 30. And those aren't exact numbers, but, you know, you steal a game along the way. That's the course of the season. What one of these guys stolen? They haven't. None. Right? None. Right? Um, you know, I. they were really impressive in Cincinnati. And tonight is the feels like, you know, I, 
they did put two they, they did put two good quarters together against Baltimore. They put two and a half good quarters, but like it's been a struggle to put these quarters together. And so tonight it was like you know a quarter and a half because that the JOK strip of the car play came at exactly the midpoint or just past the midpoint of the third, and it was a different team from then, and it was one that had urgency and performed in the situations until they needed to convert. They didn't. And then you go back and look at all the ones they didn't, and then the defense has a chance. I mean, frankly, Nick Mullins or not, winning time, Jason, who do you want on the field if you're the Browns right now? Certainly not the special teams. So is it the offense or the defense? I think I want the defense. I totally agree. And and, and I'm not ignoring the fact that with three more yards, the the Browns run it out and win the game because the Raiders are out of timeouts. Right? But it's like, damn. You had it. You had it, and you didn't do it. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. And, you know, I would just say that, yes, I would choose the defense as well, even though you just saw Derek Carr move the ball down the field on him. But that's what the NFL is designed to do. And the NFL is set up for stuff like this, and this is what has been lacking from the Browns. You know, I've said it all year, and, and I know Baker didn't play tonight, but Baker's fourth quarter numbers. And and this is how you win and lose these games. And this is, this is what competent quarterback play will get you, even though Carr made what looked like the debilitating mistake with two minutes left throwing that deep ball interception looked like he cost him the game. And then, you know, I'll go back also to the, to the fumble that he lost. He came back and pulled it out and won it for him when they needed him most. He was a veteran, calm presence, and and delivered all the big plays. And and that's what the Browns have been missing all year long. Yeah, yeah. So um, how the week will look is the players will be off on Tuesday. There will be hope that some guys come off the COVID list. Tag McKinley is done for the season. He's torn his Achilles, according to NFL Network, just in the in the time we've been doing this podcast. They'll see who else is available. Um, they'll have some meetings, maybe a walkthrough on Wednesday. That will be COVID-permitting, quite frankly. Um, one real practice on Thursday, again, COVID-permitting. Hope to have 8, 10, maybe all 18 of your guys back. I don't know that Kareem Hunt or Troy Hill will be back. A week ago, Stefanski called them week to week. Um you know, they didn't go on IR, so so maybe you start putting it together. And now, instead of it kind of being a free game, it's damn close to a must-have game in Green Bay. Because then, you you know, the best you can be is 9-8 and eight if you lose this game in Green Bay. Whichever, you're, you're more than a touchdown underdog, and everybody's going to expect you to because the Packers are one of the elite teams, and the Browns are clearly not an, an elite team. Are, are the Browns good enough to win this game? Maybe. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. We just saw the Lions beat the Cardinals. Of course they can go there and win. Yeah. I don't expect that to happen, but yeah, of course they could. Sure. Sure. So, um, you know, this can be a game that the organization benefits from. And I think, Jason, even though the, the playoff chances are slim, like they, they're going to learn some things about this team and these players. And, and, and even if they do make it, they, nobody in the world, no sober person in the world, thinks they have enough offense to do anything, right? But this is a team that now for the second time in three years, even though it's a completely different regime, has has failed to meet expectations. This is a team that's failed to take that next step. And this is a roster that should be in the AFC playoffs. The AFC and the AFC North are a train wreck, right? The Browns have a better roster than much of the AFC. The Browns have really good players at some really key spots, and that's good. But we know there's a lot of difficult decisions ahead, more difficult than they've had to make in the past where it was like, add some tackles, do this. Not to say they haven't taken any chances or, or, or looked down on the future, and I think you see JOK out here tonight. Again, you see guys making plays um, in, in a really bad spot. So I, I would sum it up by saying um, this could have been miserable, and it was, it was teetering that way. Right, the overall situation is miserable because it looks like you're going to come up short of your goal, and some real, real, real tough decisions are going to get have to get made because you have to win these games. You guys have to deliver, and when your kicker completely falls apart, right, and when your offense brings back every starter and then suddenly can't score, you have to look structurally at how this thing is. I mean, Peoples Jones made two. I guess, really big plays tonight. The receiving core stinks. It's bottom three in the league. Jarvis, be back. It's bottom six or seven in the league. He's 29 years old. He makes $16 million. <laughs> right? Like, so we'll see. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll get into that later. Much disappointment to go around. Any closing thought that I left out of, of anything or, or anywhere else you want to go before we get out of here? No, this was just... I, I tweeted at halftime. I have nothing to say about this game. That's the tweet. Like it's, it was just, it was another rock fight. We knew it was going to be a rock fight, and unfortunately, the Raiders had one more rock. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to say it. That's a good way to say it. Um, and we'll see how it goes. So for Jason, I'm Zach. Thanks for listening. Uh, it will be a semi-normal content week, assuming the Browns have a semi-normal week of not putting ten more guys on COVID and, and getting guys back. Um, I'm headed to Green Bay on Saturday for the game. And again, you just thank your lucky stars that the AFC North has played out like it is because the Browns are not dead yet, but they, they blew a chance tonight. I mean, how rare is, is it? You could go 25 more years and not play a game where past September 15th, where when you're in first place, lose you're in last. <laughs> right. Welcome to the NFL in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So they're in last. Um, they've played like it for much of the year and a quarter and a half, tonight. It wasn't enough. Talk to you guys soon.